And what I'm, what I'm asking for all of our listeners out there, if you are a renter, right, or, or if you're part of this social movement to crush the, the rich, big, bad landlords, let me assure you that the majority of them, majority of them are mom and pops who went through this exact story. Okay, you may be dealing with a property management firm that they have hired to be the landlord, and you send the checks to that firm. But let me tell you, the majority of them are owned by private owners who maybe this is their nest egg, this is their retirement fund, this is their fear that if that rent is not paid in order to protect their credit and ultimately their asset base, they got to make the payment themselves. Okay, and as a guy who went through it, and today I stand before you with eight different rental properties, I can tell you it doesn't keep me up at night anymore, okay? But when the early stages of this, this was a humongous fear. So we get a tenant in there, and um, they're paying rent. And suddenly, you know, you've transitioned from would-be landlord to actual landlord. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. <laughs> you guys are you're just, you're, you're just, you're too kind, too kind, this whole studio audience. Thank you guys for being here. And of course, I've got my main man, executive producer, and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston in the studio with me today. What's going on, Jay? Well, I am... Uh, just continuing to become more of a Coloradan and just loving these flash three to five inch snowstorms that we get. Yeah, so you're enjoying this. Huh? This is this is a thing for you now. I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be optimistic and you know just trying to you know <laughs> embrace the situation for what it is. But like you like to say, I, we're a tropical people, man. This is not this not is my not, thing. You know the most <laughs> ideal for me. It really really but isn't. I, and for those, work. Of, for those of you out there, okay, so like we're, we're in Colorado, and about two days ago, it was, what would you say, 70, 80 degrees out, I had yeah, the top off 70. on my Jeep, I was cruising around, life was good, and like about 48 hours later, we were dealing with this massive snowstorm, which is kind of, you yep. know, shut down parts of the city, schools got delayed, like this, just from absolute tropical paradise, if you will, in the mountains to disaster and it happens so fast but as we say in colorado if you don't like the weather here in colorado just wait about 20 minutes and uh yeah we say that in oklahoma too but it's like it's it's a whole new thing up here you know you don't have to worry about like mountain snow avalanche things down it's, you know it's just man it's tornado or something in oklahoma yeah, it's a whole different thing. And, and the tornado thing's a problem. I'm also not big on, you know, getting blown away, like literally. <laughs> so, I mean, let's let's not downplay that. Let's get to the show today. And, and first of all, thank you guys so much. We, we had a, just a short hiatus, a uh, couple episodes we, we took off here. And, uh, you know, I, I want to just, it, it was kind of funny because you're like, all right, nobody's going to notice, right? Out of the gate, I get a couple of texts on Facebook like, hey, uh, when's the next show coming out? You know, I'm kind of used to you guys releasing on a certain schedule and we're, we're a little bit, not behind, this was by design. But it is it is interesting to know that you guys are listening, and I appreciate that. So thank you very much for that. Yeah. Let's get to it. Today's episode is entitled, Landlords Are People, 
2. And the article that we're going to use today is how landlords are rallying right now in various governments areas, but this one in particular is happening in the Georgia market where they are petitioning the state to remove the CDC ban on evictions. As always, you're going to want to go ahead and check out the article on the the podcast show episode there, Foreclosure Deals Coach. You can also join the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group, multiple ways to stay in touch with this. But right now, for those of you who have been living under a rock for quite some time, uh, recently, because of the coronavirus, uh, people have been excused from paying rent. So step one was, hey, we understand everybody's unemployed right now, so we're going to give some time off for rent. Seemed like a logical conclusion, to be honest with you. And I'm oh, generally, how nice. It is. It's a nice thing, right? You're unemployed, yeah, yeah. you're going through some stuff, you may or may not have the Rona, you got enough going on, so the government steps in, da, 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 and you ain't got to pay rent, right? Seemed like a cool idea. The problem was, in doing so, they also put a, a block, if you will, on paying uh, evictions. So if you're one of those people who wasn't paying rent for a while, and then like the rent came due, there was now no legal progress to get you out. I have to be frank with you and say the eviction process is really the only reason the rental process works at all, okay? Because if there's no penalty for not paying rent, people would just be like full-time permanent squatters, okay? So there's a legal system in place that prevents people from not paying their rent, and in doing so, gives landlords some ability to protect their investment, okay? However, what happened during coronavirus is they blocked paying rent, getting people who, let, let's face it, this doesn't go for everybody, but a lot of people out there are living check to check, rent payment to rent payment. I remember when I was that. So I don't, I don't look down on anybody who's working their way up the financial ladder, right? But suddenly you get people who are kind of struggling financially anyway, a little bit of reprieve. And logically, when they're out of that rhythm, right, when you're, if you are getting a paycheck, if you don't have to pay that rent on the First, that rent starts to go towards maybe buying a new big screen TV at Best Buy or something like that. Not, yeah, not that we needed a new couch. Yeah, you know, this one's getting kind of ratty. Not that I've ever done anything like that, but that TV is hot, oh. right? And I know I should have paid <laughs> the rent, but, you know, the game was coming. You, you feel me? So just bottom line, right? So <laughs> now these landlords, you know, the purpose of this is landlords are people too. So I want you to check out this article because it's kind of short. It just kind of goes into detail on how there's a civil liberties group who is asking a federal judge to block this halting eviction process and put evictions back in place so renters will be motivated to pay rent. But along with this article, there's a lot of sentiment out there where people are kind of demonizing landlords, right? And there's a big movement right now, the, you know, very much tied, not necessarily to Black Lives Matter, but like groups of that sort, right, who are out there going, we should never have to pay rent again. Yeah, right. social justice warriors coming out of the woodworks now that they don't have to pay rent, right? Right, you know, because the landlords are these big, bad individuals who are, have so much money, why should they be, you know, why should we have to pay the rent on this property? And and I want to let you know that landlords are people too. Not, not that you weren't aware of that before, but I want to tell a story, because I think this is going to help a little bit more if you understand it from a perspective. Many, many, many years ago, <laughs> that was my flashback. Did you like that? We need that sound effect. We got to get the sound effect. Probably shouldn't be doing that vocally. Anyway, <laughs> many, many years ago, I was a young 
real estate owner, not even not even entrepreneur yet, okay? And my now ex-wife and I, at the time, we owned this property in a suburb in Stetson Hills, Colorado. And and this small house, a little three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, two-car garage home. And it's a good story because when I was getting the property, I knew I should be buying a deal. Like, part of the reason I became such a deal hunter um, was because I understood that you had to find a deal in the marketplace. But as we're going out looking at properties, this real estate agent dude, who's still a friend of mine now, and I, you know, I'd say this story a little tongue-in-cheek, but basically steers us from Donnie wants to buy a badass under-market deal, and he takes us to the new build office. Right. And oh. so now we're in the new build office. And of course, the, the wonderful salespeople at the new build office are like, well, you know, if you get in now, you can pick the carpet. Ooh, yeah, yes. That's right. And you can get black appliances instead of white appliances. Just sign here. I mean, come on, man. And I'm envisioning right now the little devil on my shoulder going, don't do it, man. Don't do it. <laughs> Right. But, you know, when your wife's there and, you know, she, she's eager to buy the new house, of course, you're going to say yes. So we, we moved this property. We were in it for a very short period of time. Um, it actually turned out to be a great deal because we were buying in the Colorado Springs market, which, if you're tracking the news, is still one of the hottest real estate markets in the United States of America right now. But over the years, we kind of outgrew the house, you know, so we're looking at a much bigger, badder house. And I, the second one, I did buy a deal, by the way. Um, it was a foreclosure, and I, I still have it today, and I stole that property. But we had to rent out the previous property. And I'm, I'm sharing this story with you because as a landlord and a person, I can distinctly remember the feeling of transitioning from a house that you saved up your down payment money on, struggled with the credit to get, right? Then eventually moved in and you were so satisfied. And now you've got to give this asset to somebody else to use it each and every single month and hope that they pay the rent, right? And suddenly your life has become an entirely different place because the what ifs start kicking in, right? You've got a new mortgage on the place that you moved into. Unless you went from your first property to independently wealthy, you had a prop, you now had the property you bought and you're moving your things out of it, right? You got a for rent sign in the front yard, if you can imagine that, right? And you're packing and you're going somewhere else and you're thinking to yourself, I just went from one mortgage to two mortgages. Now, in my heart, I know this is the right thing. In my heart, I know that the financial, my financial future depends on this willingness to take a quote-unquote risk and purchase rental property. My mentor, the guy that taught me real estate, has over 115 rentals at current count. Okay? He makes more in passive income in a month than most people make in a year. Right. But to, to get there, there was an associated part of risk. Okay. And what I'm what I'm asking for all of our listeners out there, if you are a renter, right, or or if you're part of this social movement to crush the the rich big bad landlords, let me assure you that the majority of them, majority of them are mom and pops who went through this exact story. Okay. You may be dealing with a property management firm that they have hired to be the landlord and you send the checks to that firm. But let me tell you, the majority of them are owned by private owners who maybe this is their nest egg, this is their retirement fund, this is their fear that if that rent is not paid in order to protect their credit and ultimately their asset base, they got to make the payment themselves. Okay. And as a guy who went through it, and today I stand before you with eight different rental properties, I can tell you it doesn't keep me up at night anymore. 
okay? But in the early stages of this, this was a humongous fear. So we get a tenant in there, and um, they're paying rent. And suddenly, you know, you've transitioned from would-be landlord to actual landlord, okay? Right. And you're dealing with, you're kind of, now that you've got the rent, rent coming in, you feel a little bit better. You know, the money's coming in. It's not as big of a deal, you know, because you're not worried about that. But there's still that, that overarching fear that if this guy stops paying the rent, I got to make that payment too. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payments to the credit bureau. We partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about Rent Reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. And I was one of the smarter landlords, I'd say, because I put a three-month reserve aside that should they didn't, should they not pay, I could go to this one savings account that I put the money away, and I just never looked at it again. Somebody advised me to do that, and I took that advice. But most landlords are literally living rent check to rent check. Okay. They've got a mortgage they've got to make in a lot of cases because that added income has been coming in maybe for a prolonged period of time. They've perhaps purchased a car based on that. They might be, as I was planning, putting their kids through college with the income from this rental property. Okay, They may have multiple goals that they're working on, but I got to tell you, they're as dependent on collecting that rent check as you are as knowing where to live that day. Okay. And, and if you take either side of that out, you take either side of the equation out, it seems like a minute thing because we're, we're all kind of going through it together. But I got to tell you, it's going to lead to a massive economic collapse. If we can't protect the people who took that entrepreneurial risk to own rental property, if they are now, the government says you're not important, we must protect the rights of the tenant over the owner of the property, we're in way more trouble than you think. Because here's what's going to happen. If people stop renting homes out, there'll be less homes to rent. If landlords aren't protected, they will stop putting their properties up for rent because the risk will be far too high. And if that happens, ladies and gentlemen, as if you're on the rental side of this equation, you think you're paying too much for rent now? Imagine for a second if half of the available rental properties are taken off the market, like poof. Okay. That's an increase. That's an increase in your uh, monthly rental fee, guy. By a long shot, a huge (laughs) increase because supply and demand in in a balanced equation is what keeps the market where it is today. The reason why rents have gone up substantially recently is because there are less homes available for rent. Why? Because interest rates are so low that it's simply smarter to buy right now. Mm -hmm. And that's going to drive the price of rents up, right? Imagine if the landlords are no longer incentivized to rent at all. 
Imagine if giant apartment complexes who, who provide housing for hundreds, thousands, millions of families all across the country are no longer incentivized to keep paying tenants in there because they're not protected against the unpaying tenants. You got to go big picture, guys. And I understand how it seems like the landlord has all this money, how it seems like they can go without that rent payment for one more month while you have to take care of your family. But what you're missing, there's another family on the other side that also needs to be taken care of with that rental income. A person that took a risk. And in my world, guys, risk equals reward. See, those who just go through life, who buy the white picket fence house at the top of the market and say, I'm just going to buy the nice house because I see it as less risk, make substantially less money than the listeners of my show, the foreclosure deal hunters out there who take a risk each and every single day by going out and looking for a property below market to sell it at or above market. Those who take the risk by design should be compensated more for it. Should you make as much money working for a company as you do owning the company? I think not. No. It doesn't work that way, right? So you are entrepreneurs. You're out there. You're hustling. And maybe today you're paying rent because you're on the way up. I certainly remember when I was that guy, right? If, if that describes you, understand that you've got a responsibility if there's a roof over your head to do everything in your power to pay that rent this month, every month, and there beyond. And I got to shoot straight with you. If you just can't, you have another responsibility to pack your things, get out of that house. You know, it seems very honorable, right? Who's going to do that? Who's going to volunteer for homelessness? No one. No one. Not at all. That's, that's reality. I know that. Okay, but I am telling you, there's two sides of this equation, and I see this outpouring of anti-landlord rhetoric going on on the internet right now, and it sickens me, not only because I own eight properties, and although I could swing it, I'd be very disappointed if all of my tenants stopped paying me. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I mean, come on now. I got about $12,000 a month in mortgages right now. If all of them decided, you know what? Screw the landlord. I never liked that guy. No one likes that guy, right? And if I go to the government who has protected me from the eviction process for years and years and years and go, I need to remove these deadbeats, for lack of better term, deadbeats from my property, and the government says, sorry, there's a moratorium on evictions based on a virus that is killing less than 1% of the people who are involved with it, I'm going to burn that office down. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Right? Because that's inexcusable. I took the risk. I found a tenant. I decided to make that mortgage payment of the months where it was vacant, where I had to dig into my own pocket and make the mortgage. I did all the things right, and now the government is protecting the tenant over the guy who took the risk? It's wrong, people. You know, and I'm not here to preach to you, but rather, as you can tell, you've heard lots of shows where I get passionate. I'm super passionate about this. I'm super passionate about property rights by people who have staked their entire livelihood on the ability to invest in real estate, like many of you who listen to this show right now, okay? And we, we as a people need to form a movement that says, no, it is not okay. The time that we did it, shutting down rent for the time that we did it, I didn't really approve, but I got it, okay? Shutting down evictions, during the time where there's so much uncertainty, we don't know what the potential death count was going to be on this virus. I didn't approve of it, but I got it. 
Okay. Now that we've got some clarity, things are starting to make sense. The actual fatality rate is relatively low. People could theoretically go back to work. I know a lot of people did. And if you're one of them, thank you. I appreciate that. But you got to be, be frank. A lot of people did not go back to work. They got in the group. crazy to me. It's nuts, right? Because like, what, if you can get away with not producing society, that, that's why welfare systems never work. Once you train the country to work off of a welfare state, getting their butts back in gear is very, very difficult. Hmm. And that's where we are now. We got to get the country moving again. Okay? And I'm not, you know, we try to avoid politics on this show because that's not what this is about. But both candidates need to come up with a way. By the time you hear this, we will be post-election season, but whoever gets elected here, both of them need to be aware that the cr criticality here is now getting people back into work so we can move this economy down the road, okay? Because the cure for the virus with things like this, saying that evictions are no longer allowed or not paying rent, is going to cause a lot more damage than the virus did itself. We're talking economic collapse, Okay, we're talking rents go up by 20, 30 percent because there's much less houses available. We're talking homelessness going to all time highs because people can't afford to pay rent as they go up. We're keeping the economy in a very stable balance just the way things are right now. You start pulling features out that kept that balance in place without something to put the balance on. It's like ripping the leg out from under a four legged table. Right. It might stand up, but you push on mm -hmm. one side of it too hard. Yeah. Everything, your whole dinner's on the ground, <laughs> right? And guys, we're heading that direction right now. We're heading that direction right now. And, and my job as your foreclosure deals coach is to educate and entertain, but mostly to inform, right? We don't go political on the show, but just we point out some issues that are happening in the real estate market. And here's the thing. All of this leads to an increase in foreclosures. Right. Ultimately, what the show is about. So you would think I'd be, hey, screw the landlord. You know, let's 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 knock them all out. Right. Nobody pays. Let's just let's just live for a while. The foreclosure market will come up. I'm going to buy a Ferrari, a private jet. Like things are going to go mad crazy. <laughs> but I don't want to see that happen to my fellow landlord. I don't see that happen to my fellow entrepreneur. And I don't want to see that happen to my fellow American. You know, do I want to see the market correct? Yes, I do but not at the expense of the people who worked hard to get it where it is today. You know, and if you're one of the landlords out there, let me know. I'd like to chat with you about what you're dealing with. If you've got somebody who's not paying rent right now, I may not have a solution, uh, but I'd be just super curious to hear your story and how you're dealing with it. We'd love to have you perhaps on the show sometime and talk to some independent landlords. But I can tell you that the majority of the people I'm talking to on the landlording side, uh, the tenants are paying. That's, that's the vast majority of them. Uh, and and not, there's not as much danger in it as it would seem. That being said, this article proves there's an outlying few who are dealing with it, and the government's enforcing the tenants not paying and not allowing eviction. It's a dangerous, dangerous time in our, in our history, and I just I really want people to take the time to note that. So, with that. I, you know, I want to encourage you to get involved, become part of the discussion. We have had a huge amount of people join up in the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group. You know, in each and every single episode, Jonathan publishes out there the article that we discuss, you know, so you can kind of go back to track that. That will always have the link back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group, 
right? So you can join up in the show notes by clicking on that link and becoming a part of the discussion. And listen, if you're working through a landlord crisis, I'd love to chat with you about it. Um, If you are working to buy your first deal because you want to do a fix and flip, I'd love to chat with you about it. And if you're a wholesaler out there, just kind of trying to put together that first deal, I'd love to chat with you about it. What My passion, my, my interest, what we do this entire show is to have educated discussions about what's going on in the real estate market. So I hope you'll join us and continue to join us each and every single week. But we like to keep them short and sweet. So that is our time for today. So once again, I encourage you, head on out there, join the Facebook group, download the dealhunter.io app so you can start driving for dollars, finding deals and evaluating them right there in your local market. And you have to keep this one thing in mind, okay? A lot of people are out there buying houses right now because the interest rates are low. And even though prices are stupid high, it's still generally a really good time to buy a house. But on this show, we remind you at the end, of every single episode, the very mantra, the very credo that runs this organization, which is, don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.